Hi there. Thanks for downloading and listening to this Speak Free Radio podcast. All the shows are free to download and stream, and always will be. If you get value from them and would like to sponsor the station with a donation, we'd appreciate your help as part of our end-of-year donation drive. Just go over to speakfreeradio.com and click the Donate button on the top right of the website. Thanks for your help, and now, time for the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James here, along with Michael Swede. And the one good thing about falling back is that you, you're going to be early <laughs> rather than late. Okay, so everybody here in, in the chat room, or not everybody, some people in the chat room were here an hour ago because they weren't aware of the fact we, we fell back here in America. Okay, so everybody was... Uh, in the chat room waiting for us to go on. And so I had to go and say, well, no, we're all early. Just wait one more hour. Go and have some another cup of coffee and some breakfast. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll start the show in about an hour. Okay, so here we are. An hour has passed. And good morning, Michael. How are you? Good morning, Eli. Yeah, and I was also among those one that was uh, early. I also wrote to you 10 minutes before one hour. So I right. was the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but uh, it's, it's great. Yeah, I haven't had got enough money to bribe Congress to, to stop this tomfoolery called the, the time changes in the spring and the fall. I can't imagine why they do it. It was started by Benjamin Franklin a long, long time ago. I think just because he didn't want to get up that early. Right? <laughs> That's typically how legislation gets passed in America, right? And probably all over the world, right? Because all we're dealing we're dealing with bureaucrats. Bureaucrats are not. Uh, User-friendly. They're not uh, citizen-friendly. They just do their jobs, collect their pay, and then uh, cause us a lot of trouble because they're so, how should I put it? Well, uh, inert. Uh, The typical bureaucrat is not, uh, as the false propaganda tells us, they're compassionate liberals who want to serve the people. No, sorry, folks. There's nothing compassionate about a bureaucrat. They're just doing their job, collecting their pay, and the public be damned. And I'm sure you have the same situation in Sweden, Brother Michael. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the same. It's, uh, they are career politicians, they are, but they don't buy the people. The same as in America, they buy the, the central bankers. In you, it's the Federal Reserve. Here, it's the Sveriges Riksbank. And that is and that is ruled by by Wallenberg, and then he is just an agent for Rothschild. That's right. Yeah, uh, Jews. Jews run all these global banks. Totally run by. Oh Jews. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So today, well, let me just begin by saying that you are listening to Speak Free Radio, 
and it's sponsored by the uh, the uh, website of Dave Gehari and his uh, his organization, and uh, they have my book for sale, The Great Impersonation. How the Antichrist has deceived the whole world. We're just about ready to have the Thanksgiving Blitz. Black is it, should it be called Holy Thursday, Thanksgiving in America, and then Black Friday is the next day when everybody, uh, all the people who want to shop for Christmas, you know, stand outside the door and barge in when the doors are open, uh, tr- trampling each other to death. Yeah, th- this is the Christmas spirit, folks. The absolute Christmas spirit. All right. So, okay. So, uh, and um, Eli, yeah, a comment. Yeah. Uh, when they call it Black Friday, isn't that you get the Jewish corporation from the red to the black in the end of the season? So, this is just <laughs> right. another con yes. game from the Jews to get you out of the red so to get into yeah. black. Yeah, because a lot of businesses uh, are just foundering uh, all year. Uh, and until Christmas, when they start selling stuff, they probably sell three or three or four times more stuff during the Christmas season, which, of course, starts on Black Friday. So that's a full month before Christmas. And then uh, they st- sell more stuff during that period than the whole rest of the year. OK, so in, a, in other words, all these business are foundering for most of the year and then they make their big profits for Christmas. So uh, but I think we can boycott. <laughs> we can boycott all these Jewish businesses, especially Pfizer and uh, all these big, uh, big shot, ph- big pharma corporations who are selling us useless drugs, uh, actually t- terrible drugs that are killing us and not helping us at all. So if you can disassociate from all of these Jewish big corporations and just heal yourself naturally, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you'll be much better off. You don't need their drugs. You don't need their uh, trinkets to, to buy presents, maybe for your kids, right? <laughs> because, but why don't you try making or buy, buy a trinket from a local practitioner, a local artisan, rather than from, uh, from the big corporation, right? If you have to do Christmas, uh, shop locally and not from international corporations. Anyway, so MoneyTreePublishing.com, uh, all these great titles, including my book. We'll have more to say about that a little later. And But let's get into this uh, article, which, <laughs> excuse me, uh, is an unpublished article by myself. And it's called Satan's Counterfeit, Judaism Unmasked. And the subtitle is The Historical Deceit and Treachery of Jewry. And this is probably the most important subject in the world. Our our people need to wake up to understand that the Jewish people are, number one, not Israel. Number two, they are the synagogue of Satan. And number three, they are trying to exterminate the white race with their religion and with their money and their control of international finance. So would you agree with those premises, Brother Michael? Yes, yes, uh, definitely. And this is the most important knowledge that you can get. This is yes. the most uh, – all other stuff is secondary to this. This is the um, – and also, I think also this article, I have not read it. I just – I received it, I think, yesterday from you. And mm-hmm. also answer this because many of our people that – are getting maybe that the Jews is not so good uh, that the Jewish people are evil. They think, oh, but it's Zionism only, not Judaism. So yeah. they they are. Conf- you see those Orthodox Jews that get beat up by the police in in Israel, 
yeah, I, I don't know. This is just a show game that those Orthodox Jews want to say, oh, we stand with Palestine. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't. This is just, again, they want to control both outcomes. They burn the candle from each end, and then they end up in the middle. Yeah, and uh, the the candle has the shape of a cross, <laughs> right? Yeah, so you know, there are occasions where you may need to see a regular doctor, but not not to, not big pharma. You know, but the days of the family doctor are pretty much over. But let's continue here. So uh, again, the title is Satan's Counterfeit: Judaism Unmasked. The Historical Deceit and Treachery of Jewry. And this is not an article; it's a uh, it's a compilation. It's not an essay, I should put it that way. It's not an essay, but it's a compilation with commentary. So why don't you pick it up right from the words children of Israel, Michael? Over to you. Uh, Thank you very much. Okay. Um, So, children of Israel, this document is not an essay. It is merely a collection of quotations by or about Jews, revealing that the Jewish religion, bracket, synagogue of Satan, bracket, and the Jewish people, Bracket, cultures of lies, and no bracket, are uh, parasitism in shoe leather. <laughs> right. Okay. Parasitism will, in shoe leather. Remember that, folks. That's what Judaism is. Back to you. I will let the quotations speak for themselves. Most of them need no comment. But it is vital that the Christian world has access to the mind of the rabbis who are the priests of the Jews. As Jesus Christ told us, they are the children of their father, the devil. That so many Jews have admitted this as a fact is quite astonishing. That many historians and notable figures have also noticed this fact is not so astounding. What is astounding is how few people are caught on to their act. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That is very true. Yeah, the shadow play uh, that uh, Jews are Israel is totally fraudulent, as my book, The Great Impersonation, explains in great detail from Genesis 3.15 down to the present. Uh, Please continue. And yes, also, I guess this is also one of the, because our people are, at least here in Sweden, I guess also in America, start to be very materialistic. So. Why would they care about religion? You know, this kind of they think this is just this is this. I don't care about it. You know, their money paycheck is what they care about. Right. Sorry, but I think that is also one of the reasons why they want to make people materialistic so they get superficial. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, materialism is superficialism, no doubt about it. And that's true of the uh, the churches, especially you know because. They they have become 501c3 corporations, which means that they're no longer beholden to the gospel, but to the IRS, at least here in America. I don't know if you have a similar situation in uh, in Sweden where there's a corporate status for the churches. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a corporate status for the churches as well. They are corporations uh, that, um, yeah, they uh, do the bidding for the, the government, so you can speak about out against homosexuals, against Jews, against immigrations, or not immigration, invasion, rather. Uh, so that's the same here. So it's a state-sponsored religion, which is exactly what the founding fathers of America wanted to avoid, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's so continue. Yes. 
But we have to admire the devil for his power of persuasion. His, he hires actors who pretend to be pastors of the Christian religion. Yeah, that's a.k.a. your Christian Zionist, uh, Judeo-Christian pastors. Right. The National Council of Churches is just such an act. He hires popes, cardinals, and bishops who pretend to be Catholics, but who are really Jews in disguise. He hires uh, script writers and uh, speech writers who persuade us that um, up is down, left is right, and white is black, and that Yahweh's law has been abolished. The act is very slick. Only the very, very are able to perceive the deception. Ultimately, the devil's main weapon is not actual deception. His main weapon is flattery. Being the world's expert on human psychology, the devil's main tactic is to deceive by flattering our egos, telling his victims, quote, you are wiser than them, and of quote, quote, you are holier than them, and of quote, you are more compassionate than them. Quote, you are saved and they are not, end of quote. In fact, it is those who think they are saved who are most deceived. But this is only the continuation of Adam's fall. As the seduction of Eve continues within the very churches, Adam wonders what is going on. Now, the same act applies in the universities, which are totally controlled by the Jews as well, because every left-winger who comes out of the actually global university system because it's totally controlled by Jews all over the planet is that they're being told that they are smarter than the Christians that they are because you have learned our tactics in the university you are there better than they are you are more compassionate than they are especially the white patriarchy right <laughs> and you you are what's the word uh, multiculti you're integrationist. You're not an evil white supremacist. So therefore, you are better than those people we have just described. It's flattery, Michael. Total flattery. And our people fall for it like children. Back to you. Yeah, you have the same in yeah the same in in the what is that universities, high schools here in Sweden. It's the same. It works the same way. And um, those people that have some money in their pocket, they won't dare to say anything about it because, right. well, they maybe lose their status. They right. lose all their money. They lose all their stuff, all their women, everything. So, no, they, they won't say it. Or because, get killed, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Attacked by uh, Antifa. Yeah. Yeah, for your stating the obvious fact. Yes. Yeah, you can't state obvious facts when the universe, or actually planet Earth, Fortunately, they don't control the whole universe. Uh, the universe or the planet is full of lies and deception. That you cannot penetrate that wall of deception. It's, be- it's thicker than the Iron Curtain. Okay. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So now let's see. Now we have quote. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which Yahweh Elohim had made, and he said to the women, "Ye has Elohim said." You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, Elohim has said, 
You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said um, to the woman, You shall not surely die. End of quote. Genesis 3, verses 1 to 3. Uh, we are still dying, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yes, we are. we are. Yeah. And, and in greater numbers than ever, thanks to COVID and all the wars the Jews have sponsored throughout history and revolutions, especially Bolshevik revolutions uh, in, in Europe and elsewhere. And even here in America, they attempted to stage a Bolshevik revolution, but they used slavery instead. Instead, But even there. The, uh, they tried to instill Bolshevism in the youth of America during the Civil War, especially in the Northeast, where the secret societies reigned supreme. Okay, These societies hated Abraham Lincoln just as much as the Southerners did, right? Okay, because he, he, was, he became hip to these secret societies during the Civil War and realized that they're just as big an enemy. As, as the South was during the Civil War, okay? In fact, he said so. The bankers are, uh, during the midst of the Civil War, he said, I have a greater enemy than the South. It's the banksters. You'll never hear that quotation in the university. Never. Okay, back to you. And didn't also George Washington say something similar, that the banks are a yep. bigger threat than the standing armies? Yeah, that's uh, Thomas Jefferson said that. Yeah, yeah, right. Jefferson, yeah. And Benjamin Franklin said something similar. He said the true reason for the American Revolution was the fact that the Bank of England would not allow the colonists to have their own money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that You won't find that in any college textbook. <laughs> okay. All right. Back to you. No, I guess they made up a lot of hush-push stories around it that are not just true. Because yeah. real history, real historicity is very intriguing and interesting. Oh, and absolutely. It, it is. But this his story that is written by Jews are only their way to cover up their tracks. Jew story, right? Not history, Jew story. <laughs> right. Yes. So as we come to now, Jewish hypocrisy. <laughs> exactly what we spoke about. Um, quote, uh, beware the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. And unquote, Luke 12, verses 1. And this is, this, as I also want to point out, in their history, when they rewrite the history to sound that they are all good, always. They always write the history in their favor. So, quote, the general blindness was such that I heard Jews condemn unreservedly the phenomenon of anti-Semitism. And then, without skipping um, a beat, move on to the African-American question and talk about it as if they were little Hitlers. If I point this <laughs> out to them and objected uh, strenuously, they turn on me. And I'll quote Isaac uh, yes. Asimov. And he was, was he a Jewish or what? Yeah, no, he's a Jew, right? Mm -hmm. He's one of those remonstrant Jews who disagrees with Zionism and you know the uh, violence created by the international Jew. So therefore, he is called a self-hating Jew. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. okay. So he must be a self-hating Jew if he doesn't like to kill innocent Arabs or, or anybody else, innocent people, right? So yeah, so and and <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, this is. They would turn, these Jews would turn on him because he would point out their hypocrisy. 
All right. And uh, in, in fact, uh, Times Square recently had a demonstration of uh, Palestinians living in America and Jewish Americans, so, so-called, who uh, you know, objected to the carnage that's going on in Palestine and in, in, uh, Gaza right now. OK, but uh, Netanyahu is undeterred. He is continuing to blast Gaza to smithereens because they want to drive out these Palestinians, and guess where do you think these Palestinians are going to be sent once they're driven out? Europe and America, of course. There you go. There you go. All right. You you understand the Jew. Fantastic. All right. Please continue. And then they will be very angry, and then you will. They want to. They want to guess ignite this conflict between Christians and Muslims. That's why they are trying to, you know, in, in Sweden and maybe on in, they have been burning Korans, but the one that's been burning Korans is a Jewish man. They say as a Danish one went over to, to, uh, to one, of the, one of the cities in Stockholm that has the most Muslims. It is called Malmö. And they said, oh, this Danish guy is burning Korans. No, he was not Danish. He was a Jew living in Denmark. Right. So it's Jewish. It's only Jewish that burns other others others' books. That's a Christian correct. wouldn't burn a Quran. A Muslim wouldn't burn a Bible. It's only a Jew doing it. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and actually, one of the things uh, Mr. Kim Smith in the chat room makes a very important point that we, all people on the planet, are in fact slaves to the Jewish economic system. Okay, but here again. Nobody knows it because real economics is not taught at the university level or any level in any university on planet Earth. Perhaps maybe in Iran, but even there, I don't think they understand. Because well, the Islam does not believe in the uh, you know uh, lending money and interest, so they would have some comprehension of what the Jewish banking system is all about. But they're pretty much powerless to do anything about this global Jewish banking system. They're, they're powerless, and so are we. You know, we have to wait until there's a great awakening of our people, which may have begun. I, I'm, I'm very optimistic, actually, even though despite the carnage of all these wars and COVID and everything else, that this is going to cause an awakening. And you can see that more and more people are beginning to question the right of the Israelis to simply murder people at will. Okay, this this fact has been ignored by mass media and continues to be ignored by mass media, although there is a trickle of information. Uh, basically, even uh, PBS uh, had a, a video, which I actually posted uh, on the main page of Eurofolk Radio, uh, giving both sides of the story that the uh, Palestinians are sick of being tortured and murdered and uh, you know imprisoned in Gaza. Right, et cetera, et cetera. So PBS actually gave them the right to speak, which is very unusual because PBS is owned by the Jews also because our government is owned by Jews. All right, back to you. Okay, yeah. Thank you very much. So mm-hmm. let's continue. Um, and it's also, also very interesting when you're reading uh, on those, the Jew, the Jews themselves making very, very, some of their quotes are very true. Yeah. When, Harold, uh, what's his name? Harold Rosenthal that said that the, right. the Jews don't like to admit it, but we worship Satan. There you go. <laughs> and uh, who was the, the uh, Jew, the Jew communist from Chicago? He dedicated his book, you know, which was uh, uh, you know, 
followed by Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, he dedicated his you know, communist book. He dedicated this book to Satan. Okay. <laughs> They're telling us what they, who they are and what they believe, but nobody pays any attention, especially not the Judeo-Christians. They don't pay attention to what Jews say. They really should, however. And we're going to start quoting these Jews. Now, so Isaac Asimov, is one of those self-hating Jews who did not like the fact that uh, the Jews practice hypocrisy. Okay. Well, by the way, speaking of African Americans, the in in Israel, uh, many black black Hebrew Israelites, as they call themselves, tried to uh, gain residency in Israel, but the Jews refused. Okay, so much for their belief in inequality. Right? Okay. All right. Back to you. Okay. Thank you very much. So this is a quote. Quote: Gentile sores are of complete different and inferior order. They are totally evil with no redeeming uh, qualities whatsoever. End of quote. If every simple cell in a Jewish body entails divinity. Is a part of God, then every strand of DNA is a part of God. Therefore, something is special about Jewish DNA. Okay, now let me ask you this sounds like it's supremacism, doesn't it? It's very much supremacy. <laughs> and yeah, right? I can say like this yes, their DNA is special. All and right? because their DNA comes from Satan. Of there course, that is special. But that it's not special. from God, it's not from Yahweh. It is fr- their <laughs> DNA is from Satan. So Amen. yeah, they don't they don't lie really, but they don't say who God is. Yes. Okay, so we'll uh, read the rest of it and we'll find out which juice made made this statement. Okay. If a Jew needs a liver can you take the liver of an innocent non-jew passing by to save him the torah would probably permit that jewish life has an infinite value he explained quote there is something in in um finality more holy and unique about jewish life than non-jewish life okay so in other words only jews are holy and all non-jews are scum and uh, the, the the question he stated in passing, if a Jewish uh, if a Jew needs a liver, can you take the liver of an innocent non-Jew passing by to save him? Well, Michael, isn't that what they're doing? Yeah, organ they are. Har- organ harvesting of innocent yeah. people. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is happening. Yeah. Now they can't use these organs on themselves because they have uh, such a multifaceted genome because they're so race mixed that you can't really uh, substitute. You know, organ transplants require that the donor and the receiver have very similar DNA. That's why you have to have typically next of kin donated organ. However, what they do is they harvest these organs, sometimes from living su- subjects, and they sew them up. And, you know, let's say uh, you have uh, uh, a girl has uh, two uh, two organs of re- reproduction, you know, uh, two o- ovaries, and she'll, they'll cut out one, <laughs> right, and leave her with the other one. Maybe they, actually they don't have to leave her with any ovaries. She can just go about her business after they cut both ovaries out and put them on the market. Right, and find a suitable donor. That's what they do, folks. That is literally what these Jews do. 
Okay? And so, who is the guy who said this? Jews yeah, are okay. infinitely more holy than non-Jews. It's uh, Shabbat uh, Lubinovich Rabbi Yitzhak Ginsberg in Jewish Week, the largest Jewish publication in the United States. Okay. Very good. And Shabbat Lubinovich is the most what do you say? Crazy Jews, the most orthodox. I don't know what use word. They yeah. are the most crazy Jews. And I have Rab- another word for it. Rabbit, supremacist, uh, hateful, murderous—you name it. You know, uh, definitely supremacist. And uh, what's the word? What's the word the left likes to use? Uh, you know, against us, uh, chauvinistic. There you go. Yeah, chauvinistic. Chauvinistic. All right, back to you. Yes. So let's continue. So, the New Republic in a May 4th, 1992 article revealed the hateful anti-Jantan nature of Shabbat Lubavitch. Mm-hmm. There are some powerful um, ironics in Sh- um, Shabbat's new messianic universalism. In its mission to the Gentiles, and surely the most unpleasant of them concern Shabbat's otherwise undistinguished and even racial contempt for the Goyim. Uh, undisguised, undisguised. Undisguised contempt for the Goyim. Right. Okay. Moreover, this character- characterization of Gentiles as being inherently evil, as being spiritually as well as biologically inferior to Jews, has not in any way been revised in later Shabbat writings, um, bracket, the New Republic, and the bracket. Yeah, so this was published in the New Republic, uh, May 4th, 1992, uh, an article which revealed the hateful anti-Gentile, as they describe it, anti-Gentile nature of Kabat Lubavitch. I mean, this is the most rabidly anti-human organization on planet Earth. They literally believe that their God gives them the right and the power, and they certainly have the power, but not the right, to kill any non-Jew for whatever reason, all right? And you know, so the same, the same spirit animates the so-called pharmaceutical companies because these are all owned by similar type of Jews, Talmudic Jews, who believe that they can manipulate us, control us, and kill us at will. Okay. Yeah, and their way, why they think they are so, what to say, yeah, for for them, they are accusing us of the thing they are themselves. They are inherently evil because they are Satan's kids. And they have a total other spirituality. Yeah, it is from below. (laughs) It's from here. And it's from Satan. Right, absolutely. Okay, let me take the next section because this is a bit problematic uh, it's, it's talking about the Hebrew Roots Movement, uh, Part 3, the Talmud and Jesus Christ. And those of us in identity understand that the Talmud was actually be, be, in, in, in incipient form is just coming into being in the days before the birth of Christ because the, the Edomite rabbis were put in power by Herod the Edomite and the Roman army enforced their rule over the people of Judah at that time. And it continued until the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, and even continued a little beyond that as well. 
And this is a, the, <laughs> that temple, which was destroyed by the Romans, the Jews are claiming, well, we need to build a third temple so we can resume animal sacrifice. But the Bible makes no such prediction. This is a Talmudic prophecy that the Jews will uh, have, build a third temple and resume animal sacrifice. Now, it's amazing to me that otherwise known as Christian people would embrace a third temple with animal sacrifice being resumed. Isn't this totally contrary to Christianity, Michael? Sounds to me like that. Right. Yeah, and and the red heifer business. Uh, What is this red heifer business? There's only one verse in Scripture that talks about a red heifer, and that was simply stating that there was a sacrifice of a red heifer made in olden times, but there's there's no prophecy concerning this. So again, this is another Talmudic prophecy. So it's very important for people to understand that the Talmud is the unholy book of Judaism, not the Bible. Okay? Okay. The, the Jews, what they call the Torah, and even use deceptive language there. One of the Jews quoted earlier uh, in this article called the Torah. No, Torah is the Bible. They refer to the Talmud, and they use Talmud and Torah as synonyms when they are not. The Talmud is the total opposite of Torah. The Talmud is Luciferianism. The Torah is the law of Yahweh. Major difference, and it's very clear to anybody who studies Judaism that they do not practice the laws of Yahweh. They practice their own religion, which is called Talmudism. So here we go, this next heading, To Embrace Hebrew Roots, Part 3, The Talmud and Jesus Christ. Please note, research into the Hebrew roots and Messianic movements constitutes research into Judaism, as well as the occult We fully respect each person's right to believe or utilize what resources they choose. We, however, see a clear distinction in believing the Messiah has come versus utilizing resources which still await his coming. Now, isn't that the difference between Judaism and Christianity, Michael? That according to Christianity, the Messiah has come. Yes, and for the Jews, he has not come. He has not come. Right? So all of these. Christians who embrace the Hebrew roots movement don't realize that the Jews never will accept Yahshua Messiah, Jesus Christ, as the Savior. Uh, Now, why would that be? Do you think maybe the Jews understand that he is not one of them? That as a kinsman redeemer of Israel, he was not a Jew, but an Israelite. Exactly. Okay, okay. These are the things that our people have to know and understand before they can comprehend the great evil that the world is involved in in these end times. You have to understand who and what the Jew really is. They are not God's chosen people. They are children of a lesser God, as one of their authors has put it. They are the children of a lesser God. Let's continue. Okay, so. That's the difference between Christians and Jews. This is how and why we must evaluate to all, all to Christ and the New Testament, as well as the Tanakh. The Tanakh is another word for the Torah. We do not, I think, but I think the Tanakh may have been uh, an elaboration of the Torah by some rabbis, just as the Talmud is. 
We do not wish to edit or criticize Judaism. And uh, I'm just quoting here. I have to figure out uh, who this, uh, who we're quoting from here. Hopefully, I, I didn't miss skip, didn't skip that. But uh, this is the nature of things that we're we're doing here. That I'll have to dig up who in, who in the world <laughs> said these things. So, in other words, the Hebrew Roots movement is trying to be nice to the Jews, and uh, and, and of course, Judeo Christians. Rare is it that any Judeo Christian will criticize the Jews for anything they do, even though it's blatantly obvious that they are genociding the Palestinian people. Okay, but since no. they are God's chosen people. Yeah, they can do what they please, right? Isn't that the thinking that goes on in the minds of the Judeos? Yeah, but it's like cowardice that you don't criticize evildoers. That's right. Oh, no, you forgot. You forgot. Jesus loves everybody, which no. must include Jews, right? Okay. That's a Jewish lie. That's right. It is a Jewish lie. You will not Scripture, folks. All right, let's continue. But uh, we do not wish to criticize Jew or edit. Oh, sorry, we do not wish to edit or criticize Judaism, but recognize it as distinct from our Christian beliefs, just as many in Judaism also see a distinction and separateness from our beliefs, and we jointly have mutual respect for our differences and each other. Well, I don't think they have respect for our beliefs. It is a one-way respect. It's always one way only. Christians respect Judaism, but Judaism, as we have just quoted from the Kabbalah Lubavitchers, in no way, shape, or form respect Christianity or anything other than Judaism. Okay, so let's continue. Since we are asked to embrace the teachings of the Talmud and various other writings and teachings of the Jewish people, we should start by inquiring as to what the what these Talmudists teach about our Savior, Yahshua Messiah. Here, First John five ten through thirteen. Quote: He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God, and of course you're talking about Yahweh here, hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave his Son. And this is the record that God has given us. Who's the us here, Michael? The Israelites. Israelites, not Jews, folks. The us here is Israelites. Eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life. And he that hath not the son hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the son of God, which is, of course, Yahshua Messiah that ye may know that ye have eternal life and believe on being faith means being faithful to and that ye may believe on the name of the son of god unquote this is first john 5 verses 10 through 13 what's not to understand here michael yeah is, <laughs> this, isn't this basic christianity yeah, yeah it is it is yep Yep. Okay. And that is has to have has uh, son has life. Yeah, that you has to have Yahshua Messiah. And those that does not have does not has life. That's right. So it's and, it's kind of easy. It's kind of basics. Yeah, it's basic uh, Christianity, which the average Judeo Christian so called pastor does never quote. You will never hear 
a Catholic priest or even a, uh, what do you call it, a, uh, a Judeo priest ever quote the first John? They leave first John and all, all, all five books of first John, they will leave that alone because it's so clear that he who does not believe in Yahshua is Antichrist. Okay? So, but the, remember, they just said, we don't want to offend Jews. We respect <laughs> yeah. Jews. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, but that's kind of... Yeah, is yeah, that, yeah. Isn't that silly? It's isn't very it, silly. Yeah, to uh, respect the Antichrist? Right, mm, that's not good. No, that's not good. From a Jewish article about Jesus, we learn that the Talmud slanders our Savior, Jesus Christ. Quote, the Jewish encyclopedia admits that Jewish legends concerning Jesus are found in the Talmud and Midrash and in the life of Jesus, the Toledoth Yeshu, that originated in the Middle Ages. It is the tendency of all these sources to belittle the person of Jesus by ascribing to him illegitimate birth, magic, and a shameful death. Would that our Christian brethren know this? But they do no. not know this, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the Toledoth Yeshu is basically the, the children's book for little, for little Jews, for little parasites, okay? <laughs> Running around in Jewish schools. And this is what they learn from the Talmud, that Jesus was not the Messiah, Okay, and that he was uh, born of illegitimate birth, he's a magician, and he had a shameful death. Let's continue. Upon scrutiny, one also finds that Jesus is maligned as a false teacher. Quote, he, Jesus, is referred to in the Talmud as Oto-ish, quote-unquote, that man. For uh, that, That is, the one who is known to all. Okay, well, all Jews know Jesus as that man, and they refuse to even pronounce his name, even Jesus, even Yahshua, and they don't they don't call upon Yahweh either. So that's another part of their their act is that they pretend to observe the Torah and believe in Yahweh. No, they don't. If they believed in Yahweh, they would observe Torah, but they don't. In the tract Aboda Zara six a, we read quote. He is called a Christian who follows the false teachings of that man, Oto-ish, who taught them to celebrate the feast on the first day of the Sabbath, that is, to worship on the first day after Sabbath. Talui, the one who was hanged. <laughs> okay. Now, again, they, they know, but actually, Yahshua didn't t- teach uh, that that Sunday is the first day. It's the uh, the Sabbath as the Catholic Church that did that, not Yeshua. Okay, many people believe that the name for Jesus in Hebrew is Yeshua or Yeshua, one spelled with a J, one spelled with a Y. However, the complete quote name in Hebrew would be Yeshua, Hanatsri, Jesus the Nazarene. He is called Nutsri from the city of Nazareth. In the Talmud, Christians are also called Nutsrim, among other things. Yeah, they, they like to call us names. Nutsrim. And, uh, well, well, not all of us are Nazarenes, okay? But this is another term they use for Christians, okay, amongst other things. Since the word Yeshua 
means uh oh okay i'm sorry my uh my text jumped to the end of the uh page you want me to uh, read yeah go ahead pick it up since the word Yeshua means Savior, the name Jesus rarely occurs in the Jewish books. It is almost always abbreviated to Yeshu. Okay, quote. abbreviated to Yeshu. Ab- yes. Abbreviated. Yes, okay. Please continue. In the Talmud, the name Yeshu, Yeshu can apparently be translated, quote, as if it were composed of the individual letters of three words, Imach, Shemo, Vesikro. I cannot pronounce everything. Yeah, let me give it a try here. Imach, Shemo, Vesikro, meaning, and I'll let you say what that word means. May his name be blotted out. Okay, that's what the Jews believe about Yeshua, or Yeshua, correctly pronounced. And uh, yeah, so and rather than pronounce his name, they say, may his name be blotted out. This is what the Jews think of the Christian Savior. Okay, back to you. Yeah, so that is, you should be aware of when they're trying to change the name of him and they're trying to change the names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's called, uh, what is it called when you have an abbreviation of uh, a name? Ah, uh, it escapes me. In other words, uh, like snafu mm-hmm. is such. A, what it means? it means? Situation normal, all messed up, <laughs> right? <laughs> snafu. Okay, and so this is what the, uh, they have done with the word Yeshu, making it mean something completely different from what it actually means in the Hebrew, Aramaic, or Latin, or whatever. Okay, back to you. Yeah, that translation could only be accomplished by the Jews of. Um, Gematoria, a tool of Kabbalist, Hebrew root uh, proponents might say that these teachings are in the past. However, a review of various sources reveals the same or similar teachings. The Talmud and Kabbalah teachings of the uh, Toledot Yeshu bracket or uh, Toledoth Yeshu or Sefer uh, Toledoth Yehoshua and the bracket represent various teachings regarding uh, Christ, which may be shocking to many. A brief overview of these teachings refers to writings that quote the Talmud, bracket, uh, Treatise Sa- Sabbath, Folly 104, um, Treatise Sanhedrin, uh, Folio 107, and Soto. Folio 47, and the bracket, which presents this falsified account of Jesus. Okay, so according to the Jews, this is the real Jesus. Please continue. Mm, quote, the uh, Toledot Yeshu relates with the most indecent details that Miriam, a hairdresser of Bethlehem, for uh, opinions to a young man named Johanna uh, was... Uh, yeah, betrothed, another uh, term for betrothed. Now, now of course, I, I find it interesting that they would call her a hairdresser, which, of course, is n- not included in Scripture at all or any tradition of Miriam that we know of, that she was a hairdresser. Okay, she was a young woman, 
most probably a virgin, because in those days, young women were betrothed as virgins before before marriage, okay? In fact, this tradition still obtains even in the Muslim world, and they have the uh, tradition of the bloody sheet, okay? So if a woman is not a virgin, the bloody sheet will tell, <laughs> right? So when uh, the marriage is consummated, if the sheet is not bloody, that means she's not a virgin, and the, the marriage can be annulled as a result, okay? So I don't know if they had the bloody sheet tradition among the Israelites, but she had to be a virgin, no doubt about it. And uh, otherwise, jo- in fact, Joseph complained, what? My, my betrothed is not a virgin. And then he said in one of the Apocrypha, he said, my faith is that of Adam who had to marry Eve, who was not a virgin. Okay, back to you. Yes, was seduced by a... Uh, libertine Joseph uh, Panthler or Pandiria, oh, right? And Joseph, gay- Pan, Pan, they they miss they have their own spellings of words which uh, cause problems. But uh, Pan, Panadira, I think, is his name, and he was uh, actually a Roman soldier, but he never was he never seduced Mary or Miriam. Yeah, that's just a Jewish fable. Back to you. And gave birth to a son whom she named Yehoshua or Yeshu. According to Talmudic authors of the uh, Sutra and the Sanhedrin, Yeshua was taken during his uh, boyhood to Egypt when he was initiated into the secret doctrines of the priest. And on his return to Palestine, gave himself up to the practices of magic. Right. The uh, Toledot Yeshu, however, goes on to say that uh, uh, reaching manhood, Yeshua learned the secret of his illegitimate illegitimacy illegitimacy, on account of which he was driven out of the synagogues and took Uh, refuge for a time in Galilee. Okay, now, what part of this description matches the Bible? None. None, nothing, right? But this is what all Jewish children learn. You know, there's little parasites running around in their in their uh, in their day schools. You know, and uh, first, is, by the way, the Jews have their own schools. They don't send their children unless they're really poor to public school, right? And so they get brainwashed into Talmudism in their in this Toledoth Yeshu business. All right. So, and you can see that they have perverted the Bible teaching about Messiah uh, to convince the, the little uh, <laughs> the little Jewish children uh, uh, what's, what's the term I have a term for it anyway they're, they're, uh, they're little uh, parasitic children uh, the art of parasitism and the art of lying they, they bring them up very early in the art of lying back to you thank you uh, so, not, just another quote then. So, quote, Now, there was in the temple a stone on which was engraved uh, tetragrammaton, bracket, yod he uh, yod he end of bracket, or um, shem uh, hamp orash, that is to say, the ineffable name of God. 
this stone had been found by King David when uh, the foundations of the temple were being prepared and was uh, uh, deposited by him in the Holy of Holies. Yeshua, knowing this, uh, came from Galilee and uh, penetrating into the Holy of Holies, read the ineffable name, which he transcribed on to a piece of whom uh, parchment and concealed uh, in an insertion under his skin. Uh, by this... <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, by this means he was able to work miracles and uh, persu- oh, wow. uh, persuade the people that he was the son of God, foretold by Isaiah, which yes. uh, with the aid of Judas, the sage of the synagogue, uh, succeeding in capturing Yeshua, who was the lead before the great and little Sanhedrin, by whom he was condemned to be stoned to death and finally yeah. hanged. End of quote. I'll have to see. I'll have to try it and see if that works. Uh, uh, cut my skin open and insert the name of, of, of Yahweh in a piece of paper or cloth, right? <laughs> and then sew it back up and see if I can do magic. But do they now? This is a quote from their text. So they say there was this ten, tetragrammaton, their, right? this name. So they admit uh, the name of um, Yahweh. Yahweh. Then, amen. They do admit it, right? But they forbid it. They forbid everybody from pronouncing it, right? And that's why our uh, our King James version and most other versions omit the name of Yahweh and replace it with L O R D. Right? Yes. This is is Jewish doing, folks. Totally Jewish. All right. Back to you. Such is the story of Christ according to the Jewish Kabbalist. End of quote. Yep. All right. This false witness uh, to the person of Jesus in the Talmud is also confirmed by uh, Rev. I.B. Prince. I cannot pronounce it really. Okay. yeah, I, I was looking up something else. So, uh, In his online report, the Talmud on Mosque, the secret rabbinical teachings concerning Christians and other sources, end of quote. Okay. All right. Yeah, so uh, sorry I haven't got, got my place back. But, uh, yeah, people get the message, right? So, More importantly, Daniel Lapin, an Orthodox Jewish rabbi, stated in, quote, uh, protesting Gibson's passions lacks m- moral Legitimacy. End of quote. Uh, quote. Do we really want to open up the Pandora's box of suggesting that any faith may demand the removal of uh, material that it finds offensive from the doctrines of any other faith? Do we really want to return to, to those dark times when Catholic authorities attempted to strip um, from the Talmud those pages that they found offensive? Some of my Jewish readers may feel uh, squeamished about my alluding to the existence of Talmudic Talmudic passages uh, uncomplimentary toward Jesus, as well as deceptive of Jewish involvement in his crucifixion. Ooh, yeah. No, no, they were involved in the crucifixion. They deny it, but they were. They caused it. Back to you. 
Yes. However, the truth is that anyone with internet access can easily locate those passages in about 10 seconds. I think it far better uh, that in the name of genuine uh, Jewish-Christian friendship in America, we allow all faith their own beliefs, even if we find those beliefs troubling or at odds with our own beliefs. Um, this uh, way, we can all um, prosper safely under the conditional protection of the United States of America. Huh. And no quote. Okay. All right. And then, uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. And here is the the source. So, um, bracket. September 22nd, 2003, Rabbi Daniel Lapin, uh, quote, protesting Gibson's passions lacks moral legitimacy, and no quote. Um, president toward tradition, and then it's an internet, internet article. Yeah, towardtradition.org forward slash article underscore mel underscore gibson dot htm. So, in other words, this is part of the the, the row that occurred when Mel Gibson uh, uh, premiered The Passion of the Christ, you know, his very, very famous movie, right? So uh, I think – I don't believe that this Jew is being honest in believing that, he, that uh, the Jews want open dialogue with Christians. Uh, I think that this Jew, Daniel Lappin, un- understands totally – that the Jews have total control of uh, the dialogue in uh, in the movies, uh, on the screen, and religion. They tell Christians what to believe, and the Christians just believe it, <laughs> right? They know that ha- they have that kind of control. So he's not really worried. He's just making this statement to sound egalitarian, okay? You get what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, they, just, it's, it's only a show. It's yeah, it's only show. a it's show. They then they yeah they don't care for us. They don't care for Christians, and they are they yeah. just want to make if if they tell the truth, they also tell it just to get you into a bigger lie. So that's come on. right, that's right. Okay, so uh, we're just about at the top of the hour, and the next heading is another Jesus with a question mark. So uh, let's take a break here. And I'm going to experiment and see if we can do uh, a, a, a brief, a brief interlude of music here for about five or six minutes, and we'll see if this works. And I see Icon is holding in the uh, Speak Free Radio chat area, and so let's play this song first. And then we'll pick up with any questions and comments. There's a good place to do that. And here we go. This is a song for you all. i 
Yes, we all want to know how long we're getting tired of waiting for the tares to be burned in that fiery oven of judgment. Oh, I see that the uh, it wants to repeat the song. I have to get I have to get in there and put a stop to it. All right, there we go. Still, still learning how this works, folks. So, okay, so we're back, and we're talking about Talmudism versus. Judaism versus Christianity versus whatever you want to call these religions, Israel identity. Israel identity is the only, only uh, belief, belief system or doctrine that really challenges Judaism all the way. We don't believe they're Jews. We don't believe they're Israelites. We don't believe that they're God's chosen people. We don't believe that, that they have and an inside track to Yahweh. They deny his son, Yahshua Messiah. They deny everything that is so-called Christian and good and and, uh, and holy, all right? They have a totally unholy religion called Judaism, which is not the religion of the Bible. And uh, let me just quickly uh, click on here, Icon. 
And Icon, you're on the air. Okay. Uh, I guess my microphone's working. It is. Okay, good. Yeah, I, thank you, Eli. Uh, welcome yeah. back from your trip. Good to see you again. Uh, I had a comment that in, in my uh, – I'm doing – meditating on uh, Galatians 2.15 for this whole last week and uh, doing a lot of uh, thinking about this. Okay. And, or, uh, you know, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, you're, you're a little bit garbled. I don't know why. Uh, all the other uh, Is that better? Are, a little better. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Hold the microphone away. Okay. Maybe I'm blowing up. Um, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, we don't have a... Uh, synagogue on every corner. <laughs> uh, it, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know where to go find the synagogue where I live. Uh, I did when I lived in Denver. But, you know, our our, uh, our our big nemesis is our fellow, uh, I, I don't even want to call them Israelites at this. I guess some of them are our mm-hmm. confused brethren. That right. have a Baptist church on every corner. Right. Those are our real enemy. They don't table, and they and they got this crazy stuff. Okay, so introduced hold, by Bill sorry Brown. to yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, uh, but you're still crackling a bit. But you're saying that the it's like the Baptist oh. churches, the Judeo churches, which are the real enemy. Of true Israel, and I think most of our listeners would I, I agree. Think, I, I Go think ahead. Because, yeah, yeah. I, I probably would uh, have a different tact about our founding fathers. Um, we had the neocon movement uh, headed up by people like that crazy Jerry Falwell and all those. Right. They got everybody off track. They got everybody off track thinking this was a. And you had. Uh, George Bush on um, the cover of Time magazine with his hands folded, and and I, I blame this on on the the Bible Belt Baptists, right? Because they uh, they were funded by the Rockefellers. Uh, I I think Nelson Rockefeller identified himself as a as a Baptist, and the Southern Baptist Convention is just. It, it, it might as well be a big Masonic hall, right? Yep. Uh, and and they and, and now I'm going to narrow it down for you. It's okay. that crazy doctrine of being born again. Okay, right. That that's true. Uh, uh, it's just it's a complete misunderstanding of John three sixteen. Right. And, yeah. And no. all all the evangelicals. Are just following right along behind on the what I call the glory train. Jan glory Paul train, good. Crouches glory train. Yes. And okay. I probably said all I really need to say. I really yeah. think our Baptist brethren, we need to go down and sit in the pew in the back, and <laughs> target our Baptist brethren. They are the ones that are responsible for this nonsense. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I agree. I, I I'm certainly... sorry. Yeah, Just my I certainly. Opinion. No, no, they are definitely the allies of the Jews because these are the very Israel firsters, the Christ, Christian Zionists, so-called, that uh, elevate the Jews to the level of God's chosen people. Okay, 
that is extremely evil. They don't know they're doing evil, just as Eve did not know she was what she was getting into when she allowed herself to be seduced by Nachash. But let me ask Michael to, to comment on you know, what you were saying about this doctrine of being born again. Michael, well, what do you have to say about that doctrine? Do you think uh, that has created havoc in the uh, in the in the Christian community? Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's one of those universalistic uh, that has to be embraced. Otherwise, if it is said as it is said, that is, you should be born from above, not born again. Then this, their whole, their, their whole agenda of making everybody a Christian will fall apart because then it said you have to be born from above. Aha, but then not everybody can be part of it. Right? Because not everybody is born from above. Only true Israelites are. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Yes, they are. Okay, and that gets us back to the covenant message of Scripture. The Bible teaches the covenant message that the covenants were made exclusively to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and uh, their direct descendants, and nobody else. That's what the Bible truly teaches, and the universalists will never accept that doctrine. Maybe, maybe, Icon, these these Judeo-Christians have to die <laughs> before before this uh, uh, this evil doctrine is exposed or gotten rid of? Uh, final question to you. Uh, all I want to say uh, is the reason I came to this conclusion was Galatians 2.15. Okay. Uh, we who are Jews by name, and you, you know, of course, change the word Jew to Israelite. Right. We who are Israelites by nature, by nature, and not sinners from among the Gentiles. So just reverse this. Uh, Timothy, who had, had known the scriptures from an infant, okay. was able to make thee wise unto salvation. The gospel is the good news, but that doesn't, you don't need that to be saved. You just need a covenant relationship with Yahweh. Yeah, yeah, and to obey his laws. That's all you need. Uh, I come not to destroy the law, but to fulfill, right? Okay. Uh, Yeah. That's what I've been meditating all week. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Okay, Dennis. Very good. Uh, Appreciate your input. Yeah, you can take me. You can take me into the chat room. Okay. Very good. Thank Thank you. you. Take care. Bye-bye. And Yahweh bless. Mm -hmm. You too. Okay. Okay. All right, folks. Yeah, bless you. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we're experiencing a time where, well, Yahshua said it. Your enemy will be those of your own household, right? Our fellow Christians. And who is the great apostasy referring to in uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2? Is it not true Israelites who have fallen for the great delusion that the Jews are Israel? Yeah, and also that they are falling away from the faith. They are materialistic, and that is right. also great. I see that apostasy here in Sweden, because I guess in America you still have some spirituality left, but they are hoodwinked by being Judeo-Christians and almost worse, because then they won't even dare to criticize Israel. Here in Sweden you have 95% atheism, so that makes right. them materialistic. And is so it they really that high? 95%? Ah, maybe I make it a bit high, but it is, feels <laughs> like that when I'm here. Because this okay. feels like, I don't know what yeah. to use the word, hell on earth. Because yeah. people don't want to speak about yeah. deeper stuff. They flee yeah. from it. They run. The Muslims can speak. They are more open to it than yeah. than the, the whites here. They are, oh my Amazing. God. Yeah. Yeah, ama- yeah. Yeah, it is. 
Yeah, so I, I guess you could say, and this is probably true of most of the European nations, that they have rejected Christianity because you know, they've become materialistic they, or, or embraced scientism, which means they've made a religion out of science, even though science hasn't proved anything yet, <laughs> right? There's no such thing as settled science. It keeps changing every day, just like Judeo-Christianity does, keeps changing every day. So, But nevertheless, they've been brainwashed by the liberal colleges and therefore do not want to talk about religion, okay? And then, uh, and then when they do talk about religion, let's put it this way. Christianity uh, has so many contra- contradictory doctrines uh, that uh, you know anybody who reads the the Bible and uh, is confronted by the Christian version, the Judeo-Christian version of it, say this Bible does not make any sense, right? Is isn't that the uh, reaction most you know college students have? Yeah, but that's because the college uh, uh, teachers want to make it look that way. They, uh, I know when yeah, I true. went there, they are very atheistic, and then they and then they puff, as you say, they are flattering their mind that they know everything. Oh, now they are so educated, you know. Right. So yeah, that's uh, there could be harder to reach. Right. Yeah. Well, they're smarter than thou, right? Or at least their teachers tell them they are smarter than everybody else. Okay. But they don't realize that flattery is part of the deception. Right. Flattery. That's a psychological war to the way. uh, uh, How did uh, Mark Twain put it? It's easier to fool someone than to explain to someone that they have been fooled. Right. And so the university system grabs a hold of our children and turns them into atheists, agnostics and basically Judaizers, whether they realize they're Judaizers or not. Okay, All right. So uh, but the, the Jews have created a problem for themselves in creating these atheists because they turn they have been turned against the Bible. And uh, they don't believe the Jews are God's chosen people either, because that's in the Bible, right? So it's these liberals who are demonstrating in the streets of Sweden and Germany and elsewhere, uh, condemning the Zionists. That's a good thing, right? <laughs> okay. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So the Jews create their own problems, right? By by trying to manipulate everybody with these different false doctrines. Okay. So in other words, we live in a Jewish world where the Jews control the explanation of Christianity, the explanation of science, the explanation of uh, vaccination, the explanation of everything. It's all Jewish. It's all Jewish right now. And both liberals and Judeo-Christians need to understand that this is Judaism disguised as science, Judaism disguised as Christianity, Judaism disguised as medicine, <laughs> right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It is a totally Jewish-run world, and the primary force that they use to impose their religion upon us is the banking system, because by being able to manipulate the money supply, they can spend money on brainwashing at various different levels, and and then blaming it against on on who, blaming it all all the evil in the world on us white nationalists and Christian identities. Okay, we're out we're made out as the evil ones, 
and the Jews are made out as the good ones by this total brainwashing state. Okay? And, and this is what we're up against. And that, that's why I played the song. How long, oh Yahweh, how long do we have to put up with this? Well, we have to be patient and still practice brotherly love to our Christian, Judeo-Christian brethren, our white brethren, even if they're atheists and agnostics, it doesn't really matter. They are our brethren, and we have to be, be patient with them as much as possible. So, but uh, let's get back to the, the subject for today. I just want to announce a few titles that are available at Money Tree Publishing, Henry Ford, the International Jew, Jews are the problem, the war against whites, of course, my own book, The Great Impersonation, Mein Kampf, and Europa, The Last Battle. This is all white nationalist and Christian identity literature, exposing the lies of history, the secret Masonic victory of World War II. That looks really interesting to me. And Communism by the Back Door. That's that's a by Dennis Wise. That's a really great. Uh, it's a DVD. And Adolf Hitler, the greatest story never told. Hellstorm exploding the Middle East myths. Boy, talk about Middle East myths. So that's the lineup at Money Tree Publishing, and of course my book, The Great Impersonation. So let's continue with our document today. Oh, back to you, Michael. Yes, thank you. So okay. uh, start with another Jesus. Question mark. Yes. In his email circulator article, quote, some disturbing aspects of the so-called Hebrew roots movement and their implications, end of quote, Andrew Gold presents the Hebrew roots doubtful view concerning the validity of the gospel account of Jesus. Okay, now that's interesting because I never thought of the Hebrew roots movement as denying the New Testament. Okay. But maybe some of these Hebrew roots groups do. Back to you. Quote, It has been widely accepted in Hebrew root circles that Jesus spoke Hebrew and that the gospel were originally written in Hebrew. Most Hebrew roots ministers have been influenced in this notion by the output of a body called the Jerusalem School of Synopic Research, bracket, G-S-S-R, and bracket, and most especially due to the widespread influence of the book, quote, Understanding the dif- uh, Difficult Word of Jesus, and quote, published by David uh, Bevin, bracket, director of the G-S-S-R, and bracket, and his partner, Roy uh, Blizzard, in 1984, and reprinted in 1994 and 1995, end of quote. Okay, so let me uh, comment here because... Uh, the fact is that the uh, there is an original Hebrew version of the Gospels, you know. So they're actually correct about that, and uh, several Hebrew versions have been found. Uh, for example, the Gospel of Matthew was found in India, and that was in Hebrew. And uh, you know, continuing research on this subject. So, but why would this be a problem? Why should? Let me ask you, Michael. Wh- why would this be a problem? Uh, yeah. Uh, which in which question now I missed you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, why would the fact that some of the go- there are gospels written in Hebrew, why would that be a problem for us? If we're talking about the true Hebrew roots of Christian Israel, yeah. 
then uh, we, why would we have a problem with that? Well, this said that the New Testament, we have said it is written in, in Greek. Right. Um, yeah. That's uh, yeah, but I cannot. Uh, I don't really. I don't really know the the answer to that yeah. question. I don't. I really know. Yeah. So uh, what does it matter if it's written in Greek or Hebrew? I mean, as long as it's accurate, right? <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Okay. So the, there's this. There is a problem uh, to the extent that, you know, well, who uh, well, the the argument is that the apostles originally wrote the gospels in Hebrew, and they probably also wrote the gospel in Greek. Okay, not not their own translation, as it were, but uh, you know this is not a problem for us in Christian Israel because we are we are Hebrews, <laughs> right? Uh, we I'd like to see and, and and see somebody translate the Hebrew gospel into English and see how it compares with the Greek version translated into English. That would be an interesting study, right? Okay, so. Uh, so, so the point of my question is, I don't see this as a problem, but this author does see it as a problem. I think maybe what he's trying to get at is the Hebrew roots people don't don't want to associate with the Greek version or the Aramaic version. But we do have, of course, the Greek version of the Septuagint, which was composed in 250 BC by Judahite scribes. So we have an original Greek text which uh, it goes beyond the Masoretic text and the, the later translations of the Gospels into Greek by various Greek scholars, right? And to me, the, the Septuagint is authoritative, not the, not the Septuagint. I'm sorry, not the Masoretic text, okay? But in my opinion, all versions of Scripture uh, should be considered uh, because many of them give, give us insights into the translations that we wouldn't get otherwise. You know, if we rely exclusively on the King James Version with, with all its faults, such as including the words Jew and Gentile, which are terrible mistakes, and uh, translating all the various Hebrew words for man, such as Ish and Enosh and uh, Adam, translating all those words as man that is very misleading, okay? So I think if we had a Hebrew version of the New Testament, original Hebrew version, that would be a good thing, and we could compare it, okay? Yeah, but I guess maybe, when I think about it, this could be a way for them, the Hebrew root then, to try to reject the New Testament, say, oh, no, it's not Hebrew, so it, we, we, it's not valid. Right, um, yeah. So that could be why they are trying to make yeah. that point out. Yeah, I think uh, that's what the author is getting at. So let's continue. Okay, back to you. According to the GSSR, there is more authentic life of Jesus than the gospel accounts. Oh, okay. Quote, there was an original Hebrew life of Jesus from parts of uh, which our... Uh, uh, can uh, can canonical. canonical yeah Greek <laughs> Greek gospel texts are more uh, compliance and translations com- compilations and trans- translations supposedly the, yeah yeah the original words of the Greek text that we have are standard Greek equivalents used to translate Hebrew documents into Greek. Therefore, we can retranslate back into Hebrew to discover what Jesus really said. Okay. Failure to appreciate the 
uh, Hebraic audience of the gospel has led to mistranslations, misinterpretations, spiritually damaging error, and doctrinal confusion. And no quote. Okay, uh, I would not indict all of the Greek source translations in this way. Okay, but it makes a very interesting point here that if we translated the the existing Greek and English back into Hebrew. <laughs> How would it compare to these so-called what they what they would regard as better or original Hebrew translations? Well, we have we have the original Hebrew translations of the Dead Sea Scrolls. For example, we have a complete book of Isaiah from the Dead Sea Scrolls in Hebrew, and so we could try to tra- translate our Greek back into Hebrew and see how how it compares. I don't see any problem here, but I think the assertion here that the the Greek-derived versions are a problem, I don't think so, because those those versions have been worked on with tedious, tedious scrutiny as to what these translations really should say. However, it is the churches, once the churches get their hands on these translations, then they translate them with church Greek, which is not the original Greek. And the original Greek, I don't see, has many problems, really. Okay? It's the church Greek that has officially mistranslated a lot of these passages. Okay? But it's an intriguing suggestion that he makes here that we retranslate it back into Hebrew to see how it compares, right? But that's an arduous task. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to pick up on that, all right? But I think in in, uh, the Hebrew Roots movement, the assumption is that the Jews are Hebrews. And that's a huge mistake. That's a terribly huge mistake. All right, back to you. Yes, it is. It is. And then isn't now maybe my my language um, uh, knowledge is not that, but uh, uh, Greek, doesn't that derive from Hebrew? Yes, it does. Yeah. And, and so does uh, so do many other like English derives from Hebrew, you know, and Germanic derives from Hebrew, which I don't think the Hebrew roots movement is aware of. OK, so we need to make them aware of these things. All right. Yeah. Greek derives from Hebrew. In fact, there was a Jewish scholar who wrote a book called Greek is Hebrew. <laughs> right. That book has been terribly suppressed. It shows the connections. And even there's grammatical similarities between Greek and Hebrew, which you can't really say. Actually, uh, English has can be enunciated in the same manner that ancient Hebrew can and be perfectly understood. That's how close the similarity of English and Hebrew are. For example, in English, we put the uh, noun first. In most of our sentences, we put the noun first. However, in Hebrew, it's uh, the verb is put first. So, uh, so I came to see you. In, in Hebrew, it's came I to see you. Anybody can understand that. Okay, so it's a difference in practice, but not understanding. The, the context and the grammar are easily understood from one language to the other. And there are so many words in English that are derived from Hebrew, it's not funny. But you will not learn this from the Hebrew roots movement or from the Jews or from anybody else. You will only learn this from the identity movement. Okay, back to you. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay. 
So, um, Toledot Yeshu with its various components is one of the Hebrew or Jewish views of Jesus for those who reject him as God came in the flesh. It has been established that the original manuscripts of the New Testament were composed in Greek. If one accepts Jewish thought regarding um, the who Jesus was, according to Judaic writings and teachings, then Jesus was not divine. It is also Ooh. conveyed Ooh. that yeah. <laughs> he was not viewed as divine by his dis- disciples, but was oh, viewed. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah, please continue. Uh, Sorry. It's blowing me away. Viewed as the human Messiah, this subject will be pursued in the next section on Jewish thoughts. Yes, right. Yeah, and exactly. Mr. Kim Smith states in the chat room, the white nationalist that teaches the Bible is a Jewish book is a problem. Right. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. That's very hard to break through to them. I was about to write that, but trying to break through at this is so hard. They are so ingrained to, they are, either they are Jewish themselves that say this all the time. (laughs) Right, right. Or, yeah, something, because this is so ingrained in them. And then they, and then they, they claim that they are, they think that the thing that the Germans did during the second, uh, during the 30s and 40s on the Adolf Hitler was good, but hey, you are, you are condemning something that they used. They had the Bible. They never said something like this. They never taught this. Yeah. Well, uh, the fact is several Nazi leaders taught that the Jews are not Israelites. And you can't regard them as the Israel of the Bible, right? So the, these people have missed something along the way, right? Okay. Yeah. They have and, been, yeah. Brainwashed. I believe, yeah, usurped by Jewish. They have been infiltrated by Jews. That's, I think that movement has been infiltrated. Yes. No, no, absolutely no doubt. Sussex man says Greek descended, oh, Greeks, that is, the people descended from the son of Darda who became a Hellene and referred to themselves as Hellenes, okay? Well, what what happened was that the Israelites in the dispersion moved up to that area today known as Greece and took it over, and they even wrote uh, messages to the Judahite kingdom saying, we are your brethren, but we learned how to speak Greek, right? Because we learned to speak all different kinds of languages. And if if we have, let's say, we move into an area where they speak Swahili, we will pick we will pick up Swahili words and add them to our vocabulary. That's essentially what Greek is. Okay, it's Hebrew with a lot of Greco-Roman words added into it. But the the race has not changed. We are still. Israelites, but now speaking Greek as opposed to pure Hebrew. All right. So these are, again, these are history lessons that you can only get from our movement, which in a sense is a Hebrew roots movement because we know we're Hebrews. Right? We, are, we know we're Israelites. We, we know we're Shemites, but we're not Jews. That's the difference. The Hebrew roots movement falsely believes that the Jews are those Hebrews. Okay. Let's see, Paul Eric has put a, in, the, in the, okay, okay, uh, Joseph Goebbels says, he who defends the Jew harms his own people. Absolutely, all right? Amen. Yeah, so, now, what are these white nationals doing? They're defending the Jews as supposedly God's chosen people. They are, and they're calling the Bible a Jewish book, so they there are defending go. the Jews. That's they right. are, they're usurped. It's, 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 yeah. 
it's obvious because all of those groups always have the Swedish, uh, what to say, natural socialists in Sweden. They always do the same. Yes, that's they're right. paganist and they're defending yeah. the Jews. Yeah. Yeah, they are hitting on the something, but then they defend them calling the Bible a Jewish book, and they don't, uh, they don't, um, yeah. they don't teach Christianity at all. They don't, yeah, because they falsely believe it's based on Judaism, right? Which it is not. True Christianity is the antithesis of Judaism. Okay, the, yeah. the early and- the early Christians were not Jews; they were Judaites. Yeah, you you were ready to say something. Yeah, I did see for some time ago in the chat room a pictures that showed this Dugan, this Russian. I don't know if he's Jewish or something, and a, and a and a connection dots to all those alternative radios that he is connected to all of them. To yeah, you know, uh, call they call the Swedish Nord Front. You have the Red Eyes Radio. All of them are connected to Dugan. and he is apparently I don't know if he's Jewish or something, but they all had the same. Viewpoints right. on the Bible, right? Okay, we have another caller named Michael, but can you spell that Jugan? Uh, what what is that person's name? It's a Russian. I cannot really pronounce oh, it. That is the problem. It's, it's Russian. Oh, yeah, okay. I cannot really I cannot really pronounce. It. I have to look see if I can find it. Yeah, so if you could spell it for us, that would be helpful. But we're let's bring in Michael to the program. Greetings, Michael. How are you? Good. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Good morning. So was so the translation from King James came from Hebrew writings? It came from the Masoretic text, which is a Jewish redaction of the Hebrew scriptures. In other words, the Jews, the Masoretes, tampered with the Hebrew text, edited it, redacted it, and changed the meanings of many words in order to influence Christianity to believe that the Jews are God's chosen. Okay, and okay. This, is, this is how the King James Version has been translated. Okay, and the, the biggest danger we have are people like this John Hagee in America. Very, very destructive uh, yes. ideology, this, Zion, this Christian Zionism. This right. is going to take, take us down, this type of thinking. What, yeah. What's your thoughts? Well, that's absolutely true. Uh, the Judeo-Christian world has been infected by this theology. And uh, I like to you know, stress to people that this theology is very modern. The uh, Judeos, uh, you know, the Christians of pri- prior to the Schofield Reference Bible around 1900, do not believe the Jews were God's chosen people. There was total animosity between Jews and Christians up to that point in time. The Christians considered the Jews to be Christ killers, to be heretics, uh, to be evil practitioners of usury, etc., etc. So the Jews instituted a policy of uh, brainwashing via the Schofield Reference Bible to convince Christians that the Jews aren't so bad, right? Okay. And this this teaching has been uh, adopted by virtually every the, uh, school of theology, Christian theology in the world at the present time. Okay. Uh, the third thing, the Jews think they're going to build their third temple, and this is not going to happen. And do you see the end of Israel? Do you do you see the end of the state in our time? In our lifetime, will we see the end of Israel as a I, state? I obviously that is a non-scriptural prophecy. It's a Talmudic prophecy. And the Bible clearly militates against that. Paul says, we, 
are the temple of the living Yahweh, and the Jews are not. And so this is the, the last battle is going to be between those of us who follow the Bible in its, in its truth, not in its false Jewish interpretation. But I believe that the Jewish state is collapsing as we speak. And uh, there are so many uh, radical, uh, overly zealous Jews fighting with each other in the Israeli state that they're an ungovernable people. They're they're going to self-destruct. And I think we're in the midst, we're seeing that happening right now. And they're taking America down with them because we're well, our, the whole Bi- the whole Biden administration is Jewish. Oh, much. that's so right. They're, they're taking yes. they're taking us down with them, right? That's a, that's absolutely correct. And John Hagee is he he claims that the Jews have their own path to salvation, and there's nothing tr- uh, true about that at all. There's nothing in Scripture that says a non-Israelite has its own path to salvation. Okay, no well, thank you. I'll let another yeah. caller in there. Uh, okay, all right, you, Michael. Uh, bye-bye. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. All right, so let's get back to uh, to the, the document here. Please continue, Michael. Yes, so let's continue. So, Sir James uh, Fraser, author of The Golden Boat, mentioned that to cause doubts on the historical reality of Jesus would be hardly less absurd than it would be um, to doubt Muhammad and so on. Right. Other, yes. other historians reiterate that the existence of Christ is an historic fact. However, René uh, Guénon, uh, who writes uh, with inside knowledge of um, Theo Sophie in Le Theosophemes, oh, the- 1921. Uh, cannot really do the French, okay. I think. Yeah, no, well, here, it's uh, the- Theosophy, okay? So Theosophy is, uh, you know, an off-the-beaten-track off the philosophy. Uh, you might want to call it, well, it's certainly not pro-Christian, you know, Theosophy. But uh, it, it is one of those doctrines that I think in the modern world is is being used to discredit the historicity of the scriptures, okay? And so uh, let me just repeat here. Say, Sir James Frazier, author of The Golden Bow, which is, a, you know, it's, it's not a Christian doc. I, I think it's a, uh, I don't, I don't want to say it's Talmudic. I, I can't prove that it's Talmudic, but it is not Christian and for the most part is anti-Christian, okay? And he says, other historians, Oh, yeah, he says, it would be absurd to suggest that uh, Jesus is not a historical person, okay? And that's that's absolutely correct, all right? And other historians re- uh, reiterate that the existence of Christ is a historical fact. Yeah, well, I mean, those who are unbelievers deny the historicity of Yahshua Messiah. However, there are more documents, historical documents, talking about Yahshua, the Messiah, than there are of Julius Caesar. Okay? Considerably more documents proving the existence of Yahshua, Messiah, than Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar is just an afterthought <laughs> for most historians, but yet they consider 
documents about Julius Caesar to be more authentic than documents about Yahshua Messiah. That is simply not true. Okay, they haven't done their homework. All right, so let me just finish this uh, uh, paragraph here. Those who insist the the theosophy uh, cites a different, this is very, uh, not very well written here. Sorry, I'm having, both of us are having trouble reciting from here. Cites a reference to the occult Lee Lotus of 1887, which states that Jesus Christ of the New Testament never existed, but the Jesus of the Talmud did exist. Now, wait a minute. That's that's contradictory, right? Uh, do, do the Jews believe he existed or not? If they <laughs> if they refer to him to criticize him, then they must believe that he existed, right? Yeah, by that action, they are like affirming that the day exists because why did he put in so much effort to criticizing him and and writing books about it and mock him everything he he must been existing come on it's it's obvious i don't think the the talmud denies his existence at all right they 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 assume he existed and of course the jews uh, because they are the uh the ones taking over for the Talmudic rabbis, you know, in the days that Yahshua, you know, walked the earth, none of them deny his existence because they're the ones who murdered him, right? But they deny that they murdered him. They just didn't like him, right? And they accuse him of being a false prophet. All right. Okay. So back to you, Madam Blavatsky. What does she have to say about this? Oh, but she's a Satanist. (laughs) Okay. Let's hear from her own, their their version of her doctrine. Let's continue. Yeah, so I hope I can do pronunciations better. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, quote, Madame Blavatsky's writings on the person of Christ. For me, Jesus Christ, that is to say, the man-god of the Christian, copy of the avatars of all uh, countries, uh, of the Hindu... um, Krishna, as the Egyptian Horus, was never a historical personage. Okay, so that's her opinion. That's her opinion, which is a very common criticism of the Bible in general, namely that the Bible is simply the continuation of earlier doctrines of other groups of people, not necessarily Christians or or even Israelites, and that uh, they, they shrug off the Bible in such terms. However, the uh, the literature proves conclusively that is, you know, and, and the uh, the doctrines of all of the people who have uh, gone into you know the the literature of uh, the people who existed in uh, Israelite times that uh, that when you consult this literature, yes, all these all the uh, you know the, all of the people mentioned in the Bible did exist. Okay, and uh, that uh, the Bible is not merely a collection of items that were pronounced earlier by other people or other religions. Okay, that's exactly not true. Okay, but this is their opinion. Back to you. Yeah, so hence the story of his life was merely an 
allegory founded ah. on the existence of the, a personage named Yeshua born at Lud. But elsewhere, she asserted that Jesus may have lived during the Christian era or a century earlier, as the Sefer Tolod Yeshua indicates. Yes. So all of the, uh, the people who have actually done historical research and dug up the actual uh, history of the Israelite people and the uh, all of the um, how should I put it the uh, the, the c- uh, considerable proof that the all these people existed that Jesus existed that uh, David existed right etc cetera, etc cetera. all of this is confirmed by modern by modern uh, you know hi- history. By, by modern uh, personages who have actually studied the true history of the Bible. Okay, this is totally accurate, and n- n- these people deny the uh, the fact that uh, this history is is real. Okay, they simply want to deny it, but they can't prove prove anything against it. All right, back to you. Yes. So let's continue. Uh, and quote, and Madame Blavatsky went on to say of the servants who deny the historical value of this legend that they. <laughs> it's a legend, right? Okay. Yeah. Either lie or talk nonsense. It is our master who affirm it. If the history of Yeshua or Jesus ben Pandera is false. Then the whole of the Talmud, the whole of the Jewish canon law is false. Yeah, it is false. So yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But they they, they deny his existence. Well, the the Jews don't deny his existence. They they hate him as a uh, you know an anti-Jewish person, right? So they they do not not deny his existence. Only other people do. Okay. But nevertheless, they do the Jews a favor by pretending that he did not exist. Okay, and so the Jews are very happy to allow other people to pretend that uh, all all of the uh, facts g- given by history uh, are not of any value. Okay, and the the, the non-believers of the secular world are doing a great disservice and actually uh, paying the Jews a, a wonderful service by. By pretending that Yahshua did not exist. All right, back to you. Okay, we're uh, we have about uh, ten minutes left. Please continue. Yeah. So, uh, so it was the disciples of uh, Yehoshua ben Pira Shai, the fifth president of the Sanhedrin since Ezra, who rewrote the Bible. This story is much truer than that of the New Testament, okay. of which history does not say a word. End of quote. Interesting. Okay. So, but we know that uh, even before the 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 Israelites finally realized that Yahshua was the Messiah, is the Messiah, there were already people arguing that he wasn't. Right. Even before, even before there there was uh, an attempt to, you know, and of course. The, the apostles uh, tried to uh, explain to the Israelites that, yeah, the, the Messiah had come and uh, that uh, he, he, was the, he was the Messiah. And don't, don't argue about this anymore because he was the one. So there are all these other, how should I put it, all these other non-Israelites who did not want to accept that he was the Messiah of Israel. And there were Israelites who did not want to accept it either, okay? And that's why 
we need to establish what was really going on and that indeed he is the Messiah and the Jews will never admit it. They will never admit that he was the Messiah because they are not Israelites and they could care less. <laughs> All right. Okay. Back to you. So is it possible that uh, Yehoshua ben uh, Pandera of the Talmud, who is initiated into the secret doctrines and gave himself up to the practice of magic, is um, Yehoshua or Yeshua or Yeshu, whom the Hebrew roots ministers worship? Please note, the question was asked in regard to the Talmudic uh, descriptions, Yeshua, a bracket, short form for uh, Joshua or Yehoshua, long form, translated to Greek as Jesus. I cannot really pronounce it. Oh. Uh, okay. Um, what's the word here? Uh, uh, translated uh, to Greek as Jesus. Uh, Eos, okay. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I, uh, I, uh, I was uh, looking for another, uh, you know, um, uh, can you? Uh, uh, I, where are we at, Ram? Uh, 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 this sufferer, sufferer, troll, uh, these are these are uh, 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 references that I don't, uh, I haven't heard of before. Okay, so it's uh -huh, hard for okay. me to. Uh, okay, so. Okay, yeah. I can continue. So Jesus is okay. a transliteration of. Jesus, Greek, and it came about from the Hebrew Aramaic. We have no problem with the name Yeshua as it means salvation in Hebrew. Okay. Uh, what we have problem with is those who try to deny the name of Jesus, a name that billions have attained salvation using, and try to tell other believers that Yeshua or numerous other variations, a name that is not even found in the Old Testament, is the only name of the Messiah. Uh, for more on the sacred name movement, please see the series uh, Taking the Name, the Mark, and the Numbers. Well, Yeshua is totally a, a, you know, a word in the Old Testament. There's a simply no, that's his name, Yeshua, okay, <laughs> right? And so that is his true name. And uh, so I don't know where they get the idea that it wasn't in the Old Testament. I don't get that, you know. So, all right, please continue. Do you want to read on the last eight minutes or seven minutes? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what? Uh, so, what is your? Um, so, I, I was uh, looking for something else. Page I, I, seven. What's that? At top of page seven. Pa page of seven. Okay. So, let me see if I can find it. All right. Okay. So I'm way way behind you here. So let me uh, let me go to. Uh, uh, page seven, okay. And so let's see. Okay, well, let me go to uh, Vicky Vicky De De Dylan. Okay, I mean this article is uh, uh, using people I've never heard of before. Vicky Vicky Dylan, never heard of this person. Anyway, the name Jesus Christ is known worldwide as the synonymous of the Christianity. This is. A historical fact, absolutely. Okay, this is what Christians believe. Yuri Marcus told Toddy, sorry, told. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm having a problem here. Uh, today, 
Yes, yes, 200 plus. Uh, pl uh, I'm going to have to turn back. To, I'm, uh, I'm having a problem uh, 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 with. Uh, Should I continue? Yeah, please continue. Please continue. I'm sorry, folks. I'm having a problem uh, with uh, with my uh, you know, language. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, let's continue. For an in-depth discussion from a reader about the various names, please see. Yeshua, Yeshua, Joa, Yeshua, Jesus, Jesus, or Jesus, a sacred name or true name. Uh, that one I recognize. That is this, this is sacred name article. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, the following is a portion of an email exchange dated uh, one, the 1st of 2899 between the writer and Uri uh, Marcus of Nehemiah Trustee a Covenant Fund. Sounds Jewish, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Never so, heard of Vic, okay. uh, so, Vicky Dillon, the name Jesus Christ is known worldwide as synonymous with Christianity. That is historical fact. Uri Marcus, today, yes, 200 years plus years ago, it was synonymous with nothing. How naive you are of history. Vicky Dillon, the Jewish people reject that Jesus Christ was divine and believe that he was God, came into the flesh. I believe, on the other hand, that he is all of that. Where do you stand, Uri? In the Jewish belief or in what Christ himself said? And what is taught in the New Testament? Uri Marcus, I believe in the Jewish belief, but you um, uh, definition is somewhat lacking doesn't look like you would understand it since uh, it's already been explained and it just goes right over your head uh, from the la science this um espiritus by 19th central cultist Eliphas Levi, we learn that the kabbalistic uh, Toledot Yeshua and similar Talmudic teachings were uh, per, per, per Proposedly hidden from Christians. So, okay. quote, the uh, Toledot Yeshua or the Sefer uh, Toledot Yeshua describes here as originating in the Middle Ages, uh, belongs in a much earlier period. Eliphaz Levi asserts that the Sefer Toledot, to which the Jews attribute a great uh, antiquity, and which they hide from the Christians with such mm. uh, precautions that this book was for a long while unfindable. Uh, is quoted for the first time by Raymond Martin of the Order of the uh, Preachings Brothers. This book was eventually written by a rabbi initiated into the mysteries uh -huh. of the Kabbalah. At one, okay. end of quote. Right, okay. So again, we find that the Jews are... Uh, indicating false false t teachings whenever possible right to destroy true true christianity all right back to you so history reveals that the town itself was put on trial and ordered uh, to be burned by king louis the ninth in june right. of 1242 because of the various slanders against Christ and Christianity. It was um, stated that Talmud contained such things as it being acceptable to deceive a Christian without any scruples. That's right. That it was permitted to break a promise and so on. 
And here okay. we see during, during that year period, Eli, is, the, is this millennium, this thousand year period. Here you see that our king's rule then was, then you, you were a heretic if you, if you defamed Christ and Christianity. Now it's the opposite. If you defame, if you say, oh, six million Jews and you will be banished, you will be a heretic. But if you, if you are blaspheming against Christ, hmm, no care. Yeah. So you yeah, see no who is ruling now. Yes. We see clearly who is now in, in control. Absolutely. All right. Please continue. We just have a few minutes left. The stories contained in uh, Toledot Yeshua and similar teachings were known in Jewish circles, but did not come in the hands of Gentiles or Christians until Raymond Martin translated the Toledot Yeshua into Latin. Later, Martin Luther summarized it in German under the name uh, Shem Hamburash. Uh, cannot maybe pronounce it. Yeah. And yeah. All right. Okay, so we're uh, leading the end of time in our show today. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, be sure to uh, continue the show from uh, from our, uh, our our true advocate here. From our, our I'm sorry, folks. I'm having difficulty uh, reading what I'm trying.